0: Hello everybody and welcome to another, yes, another episode of What's Your Fantasy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-co-hosts, MJ Wuayu. Um, I'm here with Scott and Steven, the boys. We're back after a month, closer to a month long uh, little vacation stint from podcasting, I guess you could say, and fantasy football. It's been a very long tenuous 20 whatever days i have to admit i i need more fantasy football and we're getting more fantasy football um i guess at least in the uh the showcase uh college bowl games coming up and of course we have the playoffs that's been going on and of course the super bowl which i am still crossing my fingers for my philadelphia eagles prediction to come true knock on wood every piece of wood Mm -hmm. i have um but we're gonna break the ice today with our favorite alcoholic beverage and mine is actually pretty simple it is a very well made whiskey old-fashioned just i uh Scott, I'm sorry if that's your
1: <laughs> listen. Yeah. Uh, M- MJ stole mine. Uh, mine's also an old fashioned. Um, I definitely prefer uh, a bourbon one to rye mm, one, but I, I honestly don't care. I am a whiskey guy through and through. Uh, but old fashioned is my go-to alcoholic beverage as well. And yes, MJ, that Eagles prediction is looking pretty awesome right now. To be able to pick one of 32 teams to win it all. Uh, and still be in the running going to the Super Bowl, it's a pretty awesome prediction going to the season, especially when most people uh, didn't even have the Eagles on their radar, or winning the NFC East, for that matter. Or
0: Jalen Hurts having the year he was going to have. I mean, I felt really I feel really good about it. And honestly, I'm glad that we have that recorded, because that makes me feel good. Um, but yes, S- Scott, I'm sorry. Once again, I just we just happened to share this. I have the same taste. Hey, yeah. Uh,
1: Great, great minds,
0: great taste. Yeah. Yes, um, I have to take you to a bar, both of you to some really great bars here in Birmingham uh, when we do our draft. But uh, Stephen, what's you feeling?
2: Well, first, I just uh, whenever you guys get a chance, make sure that you look up a Wisconsin old fashioned. Um, shout out to to Josh um, in Green Bay. Uh, I make it sound like he's a caller. Uh, one of our best friends in the league, um, <laughs> Lance and I visited him. Uh, I guess about a year and a half ago and of course we went to a bar, ordered some old fashions and Wisconsin just has no rules when it comes to those drinks. You can like put like, like Sprite, um, olives, I think it gets, it gets really weird. So whenever you get a chance, look up at what's old fashions, how you can order them anyways, it's not an ordinary old fashioned, but just wanted to throw out that tidbit for me. My favorite is a dirty martini, specifically a vodka dirty martini. Typically, Tito's is my go to if I were to choose. Um, You know, it's straight to the point. You got some vodka, a little bit of vermouth, some olive juice. It really hits. And let me tell you, you put a few of those down, it's a night. Good night. Yeah, we'll be seeing you. Pretty cute as well, so if you're, uh, if you're watching the carbs, it's, uh, it's, you know, no carbs, pretty much no carbs, almost no sugar,
1: so as healthy as a drink can get. The question I'm sure all of our listeners are asking, no, shaken or no, stirred? No,
2: I, I really don't care, but I, uh, I think uh, shaken if I had to choose. I honestly, I don't, I don't know if I've seen someone stir a martini, so I guess shaken is the answer.
0: Um, In some of the more upscale places, they'll, they'll demand a stirring.
1: Very James Bond of you, Steven.
0: Um, great. Great drink selections. Uh, well, two selections, <laughs> um, everybody. And we're going to go ahead and get this ball rolling straight into our uh, kind of playoff recap and Super Bowl preview. That's going to be led by Scott. Who, Scott, before we start, I just want to say I'm sorry your boys didn't get all the way but there's always next year
1: there is always next year uh, with uh, with no
0: tony pollard though but
1: we'll see we'll see <laughs> uh you're probably right but we'll see um yeah uh obviously my boys didn't make it this year uh you know an, an, another letdown i would say but there was a little bit of a positive they won a road playoff game for the first time since 1992 so hey look there's a silver lining there we took even if it's just an inch forward we took an inch step forward okay uh but i'm gonna break it down here by rounds i picked a couple of games in each round and i'm just gonna basically rapid fire through this this is gonna be a very brief uh playoffs recap uh, we're gonna start with a wild card round talking about the chargers versus the jaguars game uh, so things I want to highlight real quick in this one, the chargers were up 27 to zero to start the game. And they went into the half 27 to seven. The Jags came back and won the game 31 to 30. So just like Insane. one of the best comebacks I've seen, uh, not just in the playoffs, but in football in general and professional football, uh, specifically. Um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence was it four picks in the first half and then turned it around with four touchdowns in the second half. I'm sitting there, you know, a little worried as the dynasty, Trevor Lawrence owner, like, oh man, uh, I thought we were looking a lot better than this. And then we saw in the second half, what, what I had, you know, been seeing all along, you guys got anything to add about this, this game?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I will just make a statement about Trevor Lawrence. I felt really, I felt really bad for the kid with getting those four, I, four interceptions and I was, after. Three after the third one, even I was just like, man, surely they're going to pull this kid. Uh, I mean, maybe they're just going to give up, but they kept going. And I mean, that's, that's just, you know, Doug Peterson, you know, the coaching, keeping them, keeping them the game and Trevor, keeping a cool head too. I mean, he's one of the big leaders of that team and I'm really impressed. That
1: one end thing. I will say at least two of the four picks were not entirely his fault. Receivers made bad plays yes. on him. And then I think one of the four was just a really good defensive play. I think one was blatantly just, why did you throw that ball? But uh, it's neither here nor there. Uh, the next game I'm going to talk about, of course, I'm going to bring up my boys, and it was our shining light in the playoffs, the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. We finally beat Tom Brady, which, in fact, as of his retirement today – uh it happened to be his last game so um i think that's the best way to send off a legend is with a loss to the cowboys Uh, unless of course they are a legend from the cowboys so there's that uh we we do have that um the cowboys were up 18 nothing at half and we end up winning 31 to 14 um one thing that was really negative and just really ugly not just as like a cowboys fan but just in football in general uh brett maher our kicker missed four extra points that's just unheard of. There's no excuses. As a professional kicker, you shouldn't miss a single extra point, let alone four uh, in a playoff game.
0: Hey, yay! Hey.
1: Yeah, that was a little ugly. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> Steven, you got a comment?
2: I wish they made it further. And now continues to ask the question, is Dak the man. And can he be a continued starting quarterback in the NFL? Probably better question is, can he win big games in the NFL? Cause I, when I was kind of just listening to some talk shows over the past few days, when I heard that he's been in the league for seven years, I almost, like my jaw dropped. I was like, has it been that long?
0: Yes. Crazy.
2: What does he have to show for it? You know, like I feel like he's always just been like a really solid guy easily to like um i don't know if it's just like the cowboy umbrella that makes him seem like he's been better than he is but um yeah like i said i think he's an awesome guy but i just don't know if he uh if he can do it if he's gonna bring the cowboys to the promised land
1: so steven jumped the gun on me a little bit there uh mm-hmm. i was gonna move into the divisional round and you know if i talked about the, the Cowboys' highlight in the Wild Card round, I got to talk about their low light in the Divisional round. Talking about the Cowboys 49ers, um, it was a good battle of defenses. The Niners ultimately won 19 to 12. But as Steven brought up, uh, there was a couple of boneheaded mistakes by Dak. I'm specifically talking about his two picks. Um, they were both very ugly interceptions thrown by him. Um, the second one was probably the momentum shift that gave the game away to the 49ers. Uh, the Cowboys and Niners were tied 6 6. The Cowboys were driving in the red zone and Dak threw a pick, Uh, the Cowboys easily could have gone up 9-6 or even possibly 13-6 at the half. Instead, the Niners got the ball back, drove, ended up getting a field goal, and went up 9-6 at halftime. And I think ultimately that was the momentum shift in the game that that, uh, cost us. Uh, Maher, once again, uh, he he didn't miss the extra point, but it was blocked. And if you watch the replay at all on that, he likely would have missed it. Um, he did end up making two field goals down the stretch though. Um, and and this will be uh first of two times that I'm gonna call them out. But the uh the refs uh definitely made some calls that were questionable in this one and missed some calls that they should have made. Um the one that comes to mind mostly is the late hit call that was on the Cowboys. Uh the the player on the Niners had not stepped out of bounds yet. Uh he was going out of bounds when he was pushed to the ground and they called a late hit. The one on ZQ Elliott. That the niners committed that was clearly a late hit um i think it was night and day difference between those two calls uh and and the ref shouldn't have called the first one it, the niners were driving on that one and i think had they not made that call it would have been either a three and out or it would have been it would have been a turnover a punt uh by the niners instead they went on to score on that drive so um that one kind of bit us in the butt a little bit and then uh there were a ton of misholding calls in that game against the niners um and i, I know I'm a Cowboys fan, so it sounds a little biased. But listen, the refs need to be put on notice. And I think uh, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit here shortly. Um, but moving into our second divisional round game, uh, the Bengals versus the Bills. Uh, this was a rematch of the unfinished game. Um, Hamlin was actually there, and he looked, he looked uh, healthy, looked in good spirits. Um, and I think it was just great for football to see him there uh, cheering on the Bills. Um, it was a very cold, frigid snow game. Um, and so, you know, you thought that that would give the Bills the advantage. However, since he went up 14-0 quickly in the first quarter, and the Bills could never really get back into it, um, the Bengals ended up winning 27-10. to And in fact, um, with how dominant of a performance it was, since he became the favorites over the Chiefs for the AFC uh, championship game going into this, or, or going into the AFC championship game at, at the conclusion of the divisional round game. Steven, MJ, anything on that? Man, I mean,
0: it, I have a lot of comments to say sp- specifically about the refing, and I feel like everybody has something to say about the reffing. because it, I feel like not only that game, but
1: it, in, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm going to get to it. I'm going yes, to get to Yes, I know it. you are. I know. So, I just have uh, general. This is the divisional game. We're going to get to the championship round. But just listen,
0: I feel like, I feel like the Cowboys. Uh, once again, just miss like fumble the bag. I, I just, I, Hey, I don't, I don't understand what 100%. the hell they're I'm, I'm doing. Not,
1: I'm not throwing this one entirely at the refs. Like do the refs make some stupid calls? Yeah. Yes. That's expected. Uh, the Cowboys Dax two picks were ultimately what did us in. They had, um, but
0: they also had, uh, two dropped interceptions, right? If I remember the game correctly, yeah, there was yes, one but, that
1: went, uh, right through Dick's right his hands. hands. Like, oh my gosh. Dude. Like, and that that w- it was your been way. Been that's game changing too. Procession. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's uh, man. It, it, the reality of he- heading to the super bowl and winning it is not only a mixture of, you know, skill and hard work. There's some luck in there. And it just did once again, it just did not swing the Cowboys way again.
1: Yep. Steven, anything to add?
2: Uh, nope. Just uh read that comments
1: from. Yeah. <laughs> Too yeah, jump, jump the gun a little bit on that one. That's okay. <laughs> uh moving into the championship round as uh MJ almost uh jumped the gun on us a little bit. Uh yeah. we'll start with first the uh the Niners versus the Eagles. Um, real quickly on this one. The Eagles straight up destroyed the Niners 31 to seven. Like it wasn't a contest. Um Miles Sanders did something twice the NFC championship game that he couldn't do a single time last year for anybody that owned him in fantasy. And of course, I'm talking about scoring a touchdown. So uh whatever water he drank in the off season. Um, it was clearly a night and day performance for him the entire year. Uh, and, um, yeah, as a guy that was just avoiding him at all costs this year, you know, that, that one kind of bit me in the butt, but, um, you know, based on how he performed last year, I don't think I was wrong for that. Um, you guys got anything on this Niners Eagles game. I,
0: yeah, listen, the, the injuries, we're just really unfortunate. And if you guys didn't see for Brock Purdy, it's a torn UCL, um, which is a requires Tommy John surgery. He's going to be up out. I don't you saw the article I sent you guys uh, up to a year. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, sucks for the kid, but he was really showing out, but I, I, I still think like he's going to be great. Uh, backup potential. Uh, and I'll move back into the game. Cause I could talk about pretend like, dynasty stuff in the future, but which we'll I, get to shortly. Yes, true. But I, it started out such a great game really. And then once they lost, uh, Purdy and then, uh, uh Josh Johnson came in and, um, I think he got intercepted, right? it didn't look that, or he had like a couple three and outs It just didn't look good. Um, they just try to heavily rely on CMC. I, I was thinking that they should just give it to CMC as the quarterback and run wildcat. Like, do something crazy at that point. Like, just let what do that, you have to lose? Yeah. What do you have to lose? And what does the Shanahan offense do is they make the quarterback the, the least, uh, like, have the least uh, amount of worries, basically, least uh, responsibilities, just get right. the ball to the guy. So, I don't know. Uh, Eagles looked outstanding, though. And that times three, bo- like, uh, freaking. Miles Sanders, yeah. Times three, Miles Sanders on that NFL fantasy playoffs feels so good, baby. I'm
2: making it up for him. He's making up for all the lost touchdowns from 2021, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's just a bummer that the Brock Purdy story came to an end. Um, I'm not too upset because I love Jalen Hurts, and I think the Eagles are just a super well-rounded team and i think the 49ers are right there with them but obviously i would take Hurts over purdy and i think for that reason it makes sense for the eagles to be the ones going against the chiefs in the super bowl but at the same time you love a good storyline and it would have been all time for uh for purdy to to make it to the super bowl so definitely a bummer from that end yeah
0: just real quick like purdy was going to be the youngest uh, could have been the youngest starting NFL quarterback in the Super Bowl, but actually became Jalen Hurts because of that at 24 years. I think he's the third youngest. I know Ben Rothisberger was 22 when he started and then
1: one other person, but fun fact. So uh, moving into the other uh, championship round game, of course, we talk about the AFC championship rematch of 2022 we have the Bengals versus the chiefs um and uh ultimately kansas city went on to win this one 23 to 20 on a last second field goal um that kind of came about due to about two to three minutes of just some of the most egregious officiating uh that i've ever seen uh in any sport but specifically in an nfl football game um Many fans uh, are calling the game rigged by the NFL because it was so bad. Yeah, Yeah. there were just blatant no calls against KC and a bunch of questionable flags against the Bengals, um, including the late hit out of bounds against uh, Pat Mahomes, which ultimately led to that last second field goal um, for the Chiefs. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, the the refs are on notice. I've been saying it for years. You guys know how I feel about um, referees, umpires, officials, it's your job. You're getting paid to do it. Do it well. Yes, to err is human, but listen, when you are making calls that are deciding games of this level, you you need to pretty much not be making mistakes, or at least the caliber mistakes that were made in this game. It's just, it's not acceptable.
2: Well, you say it's their job. Technically, for NFL refs, it's their part-time job, which will lot would say that that is the problem with the NFL is that they should be full-time reps which would maybe change their dedication and attention to the game so point of order there that Mm, it's not their full-time job
1: full-time job part-time job if it's your job do it well there's a reason that you're doing it whether it's to make money or something that you love doing why not do it well okay I, i can't stand people that don't do their jobs well period dot
2: well i personally love all the rigging conversations that have come from this i think it's really funny especially the nfl players who are like just going all in i think arian foster
0: correct yeah arian foster is
2: one like i like he's on a podcast and basically was just like yeah i mean we got the script before i think like training camp and that was kind of just like what what training camp was it was learning the the script of the nfl and it sounded so serious that i was like wait a second is is this like breaking news and then Immediately, I you know realized that he was just buying into it, which I appreciated. So, all that to say, um, I think we all know that the refs need some corrective action, um, but I, I don't don't think that there's any rigging going on.
1: Cool, yeah, I I agree, Stephen. I don't I don't think this is rigged by any means, but um, definitely uh, call to arms against the refs on this one. Some some action needs to be taken. Uh, but anyways, let's talk about the Super Bowl preview We got an exciting one uh, We got both one seeds uh, in the dance here We got the Chiefs versus the Eagles uh, And this also could be called the Kelsey Bowl We have Jason Kelsey who is the star center for the Eagles Versus his brother Travis Kelsey Which obviously all you fancy uh, people out there know The tight end from the Chiefs uh, They each have one Super Bowl ring already um, and so we've got a great best of three brotherly competition going on here. Um, just a little note here. There's less than two years uh, between them. Um, and so this is been an ongoing brotherly competition for, for three decades. And I can tell you as the older brother of two brothers that are just over two years apart, uh, this would be the ultimate competition between me and Steven, if, if we had ever had the chance to do something like this. Um, so I think, it's just great for the Kelsey family as a whole, and um, I think just kind of one of the smaller storylines to keep an eye on uh, during this matchup. Um, and one other note I like to point out here uh, before we all go into making our picks for the Super Bowl: um, the Chiefs or the Eagles have been in three of the last five Super Bowls. So um, these are two teams that you know aren't just like one and done. They've been doing this, you know, for the last half decade. So. Um I think these teams are gonna be around for a while.
2: Yeah, I um I'm excited for the game. It's like I said, I think two arguably the I mean they're well they're the two one seeds, um, which doesn't happen as often as you may think. Um I think it's happened thirteen or fourteen times previously in the life of the NFL, so not too too often, but um, I think two teams that deserve to be there, and two teams that are currently kind of playing at their peak. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a good game. Let's get into the picks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into the picks. So I, I guess I'll go ahead and go first since I'm kind of leading this segment. Um, so I got the Eagles, and I got them winning thirty-three to seventeen. Um, I can give you guys my reasons real quick uh, if you want, or if you want to give your picks first, I don't care the way. Uh, so l- listen. The Eagles have been on a tear lately. Um, to me personally, I thought the Niners were the team to beat, uh, and the Eagles didn't just beat them. Like I said earlier, they destroyed them. It wasn't close 31 to seven. Um, there hasn't been a defense that's been able to stop the Eagles' offense so far in the playoffs. And I don't think the chiefs defense is better than the Niners defense. So, um, I think, I think the Eagles will at least match their point total, uh, plus two, uh, against the chiefs. And, uh, on the other side of that coin, the Eagles defense has been pretty solid as well. I don't think the Chiefs are gonna be able to get back to their twenty point um twenty point plus total that they've done the first uh two games they played in the playoffs. So thirty-three seventeen Eagles.
0: Hmm. Uh s- s- oh Steven one up me. You got it. You know I'm Eagles all the way already. I'm predicting thirty four twenty eight. I think it's gonna be a beautiful it's gonna be an awesome game. Um, but I do think, I do think there's gonna be a lot of pressure up the middle. Um, and the, I, f- I definitely feel like they'll expect that if, if you guys didn't see, there's just a huge amount of screens r- running back screens, dump offs all the freaking time, especially in the AFC championship. Um, so I, I imagine that's going to be happening a lot as well. And Jalen Hurts is going to improvise. Both quarterbacks are going to have to inter- improvise, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to need um, MVS, Valdez-Scantling, to really step it up again like he did in the AFC Championship. So It's not going to be Kelsey. It's going to be MVS being the deciding factor for the Chiefs.
2: Well, y'all know I love being on my island. I'm going with the Chiefs all All the way. Um, I mean, guys, we got Patrick Mahomes... Potentially healthy. He got two weeks. He was playing on a bum leg and still went toe to toe with Burrow. Um, I mean, he, I, I think that that's what it comes down to for me. A healthy Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Eagles defense better than the Chiefs defense. Even, I mean, Chris Jones is going to put pressure on Jalen Hurts. Um, I just can't. I just can't bet against Mahomes. So, give me Chiefs. Go. 32, 28, pulling out my rear end, Um, 32, 28. Um, And how about we all look at the over under as well right now, which I guess based on our point totals, we can talk about, but the over under looks like it's 50.5, that's what y'all are seeing. Um, Oh,
1: I, I said 50 exactly. So I guess I'm going under. MJ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm over.
2: So, yeah, I think I'm at 60, so I'm also over. Fun yeah. fact that I read while looking up the over under um of the 55 Super Bowls, it's been under 28. Um so Yeah. Oh. Vegas is pretty good at setting the odds. <laughs> Which <laughs> probably means me and MJ are probably a little aggressive. Um Hey, you never know. Right now. I-
1: i made that score pick without looking at the over under too. that's that's pretty cool I was pretty what was your up. score 33 17 so i'm right at 50.
2: so wow so you think the eagles are going really late on them so i guess I, I
1: do listen the the saying isn't offense wins championships the saying is defense wins championships so i get your argument about mahomes but you mm-hmm. said it yourself the eagles defense is better than the chiefs defense so mm-hmm. eagles defense championships, championships.
2: Win. coaches win championships look at how many Offensive coaches were in the playoffs this year and you'll see that offense gets you to the finish line. So um, for as far as the, <laughs> the line, it's minus two Eagles, which yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I mean, obviously, all are on the right track there. Um, obviously, I'm taking taking that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be an awesome game. I'm like legitimately stoked for this game.
1: Well, with that, we are going to move into uh, our next segment, which MJ is going to lead. This is kind of a little new one uh, that we're doing in the offseason called Dynasty Dive.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. So listen, I'm going to be just straight out honest. I have not completely taken a full vacation off fantasy in terms of content. I took maybe four days, four days off. And then I was I continued just going back at it um just love it so much and i've been really actually scott can attest to this i've been listening to a lot of content and actually feeding him some really great content too i I feel like we've been teaching each other a lot which i really appreciate yeah yeah um and just sharing knowledge so i'm going to be sharing some of that knowledge here today and i hope definitely in the future as we get closer to the draft especially for our particular leagues um and later in the season, as we kind of continue evaluating players as we get closer to the regular season, right? Preseason, of course, too. So I'm going to start off with some of my, um, what is this? My top.
1: Yeah. And real quick, MJ, before you mm-hmm. go into that, um, for our listeners out there, our home redraft league, we are actually making a dynasty league now. So MJ and Steve and I will be in two dynasty leagues uh this next year at least two mj is doing more than that but i uh, will be in at least two um our our home league which we all started out in is now going to be a dynasty league and we'll be having a startup draft here uh midsummer that we're looking forward to
0: thank you for that scott yeah and well that excites us a lot because that gives us something very personal that we can talk about on the podcast uh where i mean our home league is going to be called uh the what's your fantasy podcast so um, hopefully this is going to be a lot of help for, um, I mean, a lot of our uh, teammates, our, our, our other managers uh, in our league as well. So we want everyone to be really um, a little comfortable and that's what I'm going to be offering here today. So like I said, we're going to go ahead and start with my, I'd say my in no particular order, um, 10 draft pros- uh, upcoming running back prospects that you need to keep your eye on. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Just give you the name. Um, I mean, they're all so good. So this class, this 2023 class, I'm going to be very, you know, forthright is very running back heavy in terms of running back quality. Um, last year, if you didn't know, couldn't tell, was a wide receiver, uh, centric class. Um, and, of course, these running backs aren't going to be necessarily taken in the first. I would only particularly say maybe one will be taken in the first round this year. Um, so I'm going to start off with Sean Tucker. Um, Kenny McIntosh. Zach Evans. Well, actually, I can just lift off their schools. I know the, the schools of all these players. I'm sorry. Sean Tucker, uh, Syracuse. Uh, so you can look up some highlights. Kenny McIntosh, Georgia. Zach Evans, Ole Miss. I would actually prefer you watch this TCU tape. Tank Bixby from our alma mater, War Eagle. War Eagle. Uh, Israel Abanikanda uh, from Pittsburgh. Devon A-Chain um, from Texas A&M. Zach Charbonnet, UCLA. Condre Miller, um, TCU. Jameer Gibbs, Alabama. And also, he has some great Georgia Tech play, uh, gameplay and Bijan robinson he's a sleeper sleeper pick for sure um being touted as the uh, one of the best running back prospects since saquon barkley um if not i think he's being compared to edrin james so if you want to look up some old school tape uh that's who his biggest uh, comparison is to so everyone's hyped for this guy. So go ahead, and look at the tape uh, tapes on these guys and um, hopefully lead you to see where you want to pick them in your rookie drafts um, or um, in your startup drafts upcoming. So I'm not going to talk too much on the uh, the draft prospects because I'll save that for another episode. I'm going to move into some pretty basic strats and you guys are more than welcome to chime in with what you did personally in our stu- startup startup. Um, but I'll go, ha- go ahead and start off that It really depends on where you end up, you know, position wise, you know, that in in the initial startup in your whatever you um, do to determine your draft order, right? You're not going to get the same picks um, as the number one pick compared to the 12th at all, Uh, which is so powerful because you can go with, I'd recommend, of course, an elite quarterback to start off with. I mean, there's no way you'd pass up Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. You know, in the first two, three, four picks, in superflex especially, yeah, superflex especially. Excuse me, there's no way you do that. No way. I I don't think I've only seen it happen once, maybe. Impossible. Um. So get your quarterbacks, and as you started to round out, I'd say about. I mean, depending on what people want to pick, if they're going all the way to Fields, Justin Fields around nine, ten, that's where you people can really start considering maybe middle the first. You know, going for. Jameer Gibbs, Justin Jefferson. Um, there's what we've noticed is like, you know, actually running backs somewhat have been falling out of favor, right? Uh, elite, elite stud wide uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers have been really taking the helm. So just know from whatever position you draft in, uh, get, get an idea of what route you want to go. It, it's, it's, sets that's, that's the beauty of a draft though, right? It's just, it goes any direction. Each draft is unique. Every, each and every draft is unique. So try to make up a solid plan, um, and try to th- think about making a well-rounded team and don't forget it's a startup. So you got tons, I mean, tons of players that you don't, when you see round 10 and 11, and you're seeing people that you recognize who are starters in the league. You're just like, wow, I think that's what blew my mind the most. Um, it- MJ, yeah.
1: so with that, uh, for anybody else out there that, that may be listening to this podcast that is doing a dynasty startup draft for the first time, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, it, you know, however many people you have, doesn't really matter. doesn't really matter the format. We would highly recommend that you do a third round reversal. Oh yes. Thank kind you. of, yeah. If, if you want to go into that, I'll just say, just to help kind of balance those first several picks.
0: Yes. Yeah, so one of the, thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. Um, that's a great point. So I what me and Scott really pushed and we gradually kind of convinced our boy Steven about uh, was a third round reversal. And when you think about it, the the most important part really of your entire what um startup is a draft, right? I mean, that's the foundation for your team. And what happens with Having a position of one, two, three is you get picks at the cream of the crop, and once you, I'd like to say the tiers, tiers drop off incredibly fast, especially in the quarterback realm, which is the most important position and the hardest to find. So, listen, you missed that, you missed that initial get, and you're, let's say, you're picking just for set Jefferson, then Jamar Chase. It goes way back round the top picks again get a chance at three potentially three top three players in a position to finish top three in their position and i'm not that's not even an exaggeration if you run if you run a sim run a mock i mean it's crazy so what a third round reversal does is after picks one um all the way back to 24 right scott um yep it switches all the way back to the 12th pick. So that's where it flips and it continues on as a snake on that end.
1: Right. So the guy that picks last in the first round picks first in the second and the third round. And from that point on, it now is led from the back of the draft, uh, in the odd rounds, uh, and then the even rounds starts Mm -hmm. from the front. Um, and just like MJ said, it's to help balance that first round, those first, Four, five, six picks, somebody getting a huge elite quarterback and super flex, um, you know, from being able to then also get a stud wide receiver, stud tight end, or another, you know, a second quarterback. Um, it helps the teams that were like seven through twelve that didn't land one of those elite quarterbacks, you know, start with a stronger foundation for their team.
0: Yep, correct. And uh yeah, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Um, and we're really excited to implement that. And I think that's really something that should be continued to be, uh, implemented, especially in, in dynasty, especially in dynasty. I will say that, um, oh, a couple, a couple, uh, trade strats, a couple trade strats. Um, the biggest thing that I've been talking to Scott about recently has been draft picks, just the, just sheer power, uh, the equity uh, that I've been learning about of draft picks. It's just because there really is unlimited potential to your draft picks. And you have to realize that, um, especially if you have a chance to get a general generational player like Bijan. Um, I, I mean, I've heard what I've been hearing from a lot of old, old players is just how you can have down years in, in rookie drafts. I mean, the, I believe the COVID year, the selection players wasn't even that memorable. Um so you really have to, if you have a class that is building hype, you check out some of the college players yourself and you're know going there. You really need to consider attempting to stock up on those picks because up until the point of the draft, um, I mean, you really have unlimited. It's really just an ever-increasing stock. It's It's really great. So definitely one of my... Strats there. And one thing I'm going to be attempting to try, um, from what I hear in a lot of other leagues too, is called the, um, oh goodness, auto trade. Um, it's like the auto trade market, I believe it's called. And so it's really simple. You list a draft pick, uh, you nickname your player a draft pick. And that's whatever offer comes in when the window opens or whatever pick in that round you're going to select it for that player and i think one of the problems i personally be having is of course communication in my first dynasty league but the easiest thing you can do for player for people is to go ahead and list your price that's what we like about grocery stores Uh, any kind of general stores we know what the price is if you know what the price is makes it easier to to make a decision so that's i think uh, one other little bit of advice i'm gonna throw in
1: yeah. MJ, I, I think it's good to talk about like specifically where you are and how many picks you have too. And I mean, we can definitely dive into this a little bit deeper, like yeah. <laughs> in another episode, cause we're kind of already running long and we have a few more segments to throw at you guys today. True. But, uh, for me, for example, I'm, I'm sitting here with a 1.01, um, cause we ended up making it where the team that won the last place game got the first pick. Uh, and so I was, I was barely able to, uh, to, to win that game. And so I end up with a 1.01 in our, in our initial dynasty league. Um, and so I, I'm obviously sitting here. Everybody's talking to Bijan. I could definitely use a running back. Um, but like, if somebody makes me an offer, I can't refuse. I, I'd probably consider taking it, you know, and I'm just looking at like, keep trade cut values right now. The 2023 pick 1.01. These are players that, would make it a fair trade. Lamar Jackson, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Fields. Straight up. That's straight up. So just saying, like Bullshit. there is some huge value. Yeah, Steven, it listen, our listeners out there know that Steven is an FM picks kind of guy. He doesn't believe they have any value. And listen, when we're having this podcast two years from now and Steven is in last place begging for picks, he'll he'll be like, I, I should have done better with my my picks and not gotten rid of all of them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's been a big learning curve. I mean, really there's, cause there's just a, sh- there's a sheer a sheer tsunami of information, but, um, I, yeah, I can't wait to share it with you guys. And I feel like you can get a little bit of grasp of what's coming up next and what we can offer you, um, which I hope is, you know, some great advice for all our listeners that, you know, doing whatever you may in uh, in fantasy world. Cause like I said, we, this is what we love to do. Um, and so with that, we're going to go ahead and move over to our fantasy uh, football foreshadowing with st- the SCS fun train.
2: Yeah. So we all love making predictions good or bad and got a shout out MJ again for making the Eagles prediction at the beginning of the year and definitely said you're crazy and psychotic. And why did you do that? But man, we have that on tape, we do have it on tape. You called it, I think that may have been the first podcast actually, um, but, uh, but yeah, so we're each gonna give one bold NFL prediction, just general NFL prediction, and then one bold fantasy football prediction. Um, how about first we each give our NFL prediction and then can go around again with fantasy. Ooh, yeah. um, I'll start with my bold NFL prediction. In recent news, Sean Payton was hired as the head coach of the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton as the head coach. The Denver Broncos will repeat as fourth in the AFC West.
1: Mm.
0: Repeat as fourth?
1: Repeat as I, fourth. I, that's bold for one reason to me, and that's because I think the Raiders might actually finish at fourth, especially getting rid of Carr, doing some shuffling around at quarterback. Uh, I, I think the best that the Broncos could do is third, just with the Chiefs and the Chargers there. Let's, um, get, let's
2: Give some bold ratings. So one to ten. How so, bold?
1: Honestly, I am gonna give you a four. Pretty on this mild. Fight, man. I'd yeah, give you I five. think it's I think it's a mi- mild bold uh, boldness. I think Fair. three. If if the Broncos finish better than three, that's impressive for them. I I just think
0: I I would rather bet against Russell Wilson than <laughs> bet four, just because of how bad it was. Now, then again, you know. It was Hackett's, uh, dude, Hackett was a hot mess. So it could be a complete change like Trevor Lawrence and uh, Urban Meyer over at Jacksonville. So I'll give it a mild, yes, a five.
2: All right, MJ, what you got?
0: Okay, Uh, Jets, will go to the AFC Championship.
2: All right, I love it, I love it.
1: You said Jets to the AFC Championship? Is that bold enough for you, Scott? <laughs> uh I'm, I'm gonna give i'm gonna give you a 10 on that one i'll give you an yeah. eight. no I, that's a 10 man eight you're eight. telling me that they're gonna beat out at least two of the following chiefs bills Bengals. uh okay uh,
2: actually I'll, I'll move it up to a nine just just because there's an unknown a quarterback i love everything listen
0: out. this pet a lot of things have to go this way but <laughs> you know what i want to uh, one of my new year's resolutions is I want to be I want to be take a spice to your takes and I want to be bold so that's my bold take for 2023
1: I love it Scott? I love it All right so uh I've been sitting on this one for a while um and it just it's more of an odds game and kind of a history repeating itself thing more than anything but it's it's pretty bold from where we stand right now and that's the Eagles will not will not win the NFC East in the 2023 2024 season
2: I I'll give you like a five.
0: What are yeah, you
1: there from the East that made the playoffs this year?
0: You betting on the boys.
1: Oh, uh, I'm, I'm betting on the the, the boys. <laughs> I mean, obviously I got to bet on the boys or the giants. I think the giants uh, are looking pretty good out of nowhere. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, they had three teams in the playoffs and almost commanders. So almost four, um, so I'll give. Yeah, it a but
1: they're going to the Super Bowl right now with one of the best quarterbacks in the league.
2: Yeah, MJ, what do you give it?
1: I mean, listen, they
0: I'm I'm still going to give it a five too. It's medium spicy for me, man. They they have their defense is solid. They have they're going to re-sign Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown's on his contract. You're, you're making arguments
1: for why the Eagles should win the NFC East. No, they're going I'm to. Saying, but you're only giving me a five on bold prediction because I'm not think, going
0: to. Uh, well, maybe I'll give you. Listen, rewrite. I just yeah, like you're I'll arguing you for me, not against. Six. me. I <laughs> will give you a six, but I don't. I think the Cowboys maybe with a. I don't know. Shoot.
2: I'll give yeah, you a 6 I mean, I'm going Eagles every day, but.
1: So I'm going I'm to throw this stat out there. There has not been a repeat NFC East champion since the 2003 and 2004 seasons in which the Eagles had come off winning four in a row from 2001 to 2004. Yeah, we did see that. So, so uh, that's a that how's that against me? Because you said that the Eagles will
2: not make the playoffs, which would coincide with that stat.
1: That's one of the reasons why I'm making the stat because the NFC East is one of those divisions where all, all teams can be competitive,
2: all right well, let's go to our fantasy predictions now and we will go around the circle once again. mine is George Pickens will finish as a top 10 wide receiver.
0: Spicy I get that I give that at least a nine and a half.
1: all right uh, I, I'm gonna straight up say uh, a 10 because that's that's not gonna happen Ooh. let's go Ooh, that's hot boy. Spicy spicy. MJ are you spicy. gonna try and trade for him?
2: Nah.
0: I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're gonna let him do it on somebody else's team. <laughs> well, listen, I was gonna say uh I was gonna say wide receiver two. Um which I guess I am still gonna say wide receiver. Um ARSB is gonna be wide receiver one.
2: um I'm on St. Brown.
1: Listen, I, I actually think that's a little less spicy than what Steven said. I, but well, I'm it like it a, a nine, a nine and a half. That's, he, that's spicy. He went, Steven went spicy, but I,
0: yeah, I was having him on raw going uh, wide receiver one.
2: I'll say eight, eight, just cause the other, other guys out there, but you know, I, well, he's on my team. So I, I love him there and he's obviously great. So I think it's in the realm of possibility, but.
0: I, um, I just think he takes. Uh, I think Jameson Williams coming in just takes less pressure off off him, and they can get him in the mismatches they want him to get him in. So,
1: but he still has Jared Goff thrown to him. Like, yeah, he still Jared Goff looked great. I run. mean,
0: knocked on wood, but but he he still gets the volume either way.
1: Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, My fantasy bowl prediction is CMC finishes outside the top five at running back. Mm,
2: yeah, that's pretty bold. That is
0: very bold. I. Nine and a half.
2: I'm giving eight and a half. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. I mean, the only chance of it happening is if he gets injured. I will say that again. So, like
0: I'm trying to think. Like only chance of it happening. Taylor. Taylor. I I think possibly beating him out would be Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Eckler. Yes, Eckler, uh, Henry, Jacobs, and maybe Henry. Yeah. Um, Job.
1: Shoot. I mean, I could just start throwing running back names out no. there. Henry, yeah. Henry. I think, it, I think it's more than possible mm. uh, if he stays healthy too. Listen, man, you know how I feel about 49ers offense. I've seen yes, crazier. You have themes. the worst
2: takes about them. They're an incredible offense if they have a healthy quarterback. They're going to. They're an incredible game.
1: offense because the ball gets spread around so much. Man, it might be a CMC game one week, and then it could be Debo and IU. Did not see what like. happened
2: the last two months of the fantasy season.
1: Did you see them get smashed by the Eagles? Like, okay, I think the Eagles wrote a nice blueprint of how you handle the 49ers offense. You you take out their quarterback, <laughs> no, but uh, well, I
2: have to say, I would, yeah, we'll, we'll a, see. It's a bold take again. I don't know what the hate is on C-Mac. You've been wrong time and again, multiple bets. That were I'm gonna be right them. on this one i'll, be this one. I'll yeah, let right, one of you guys right,
1: right, i will let one of you guys take cmc and i will be happy with whatever running back i get instead
2: off-season, um, student offseason side bet i mean let's oh,
1: let's, let's start, start it out baby come on oh first first side let's bet start. of the year yes yes. All right, so, yes so you so cmc finishes inside top five and i say yeah. he finishes outside top five for sure yeah okay mj are you, whose side are you on um, and I always love betting for CMC, as you already right, know. Right. Are we so,
2: adding? Are we adding injury caveat to the conversation? No,
1: no, no caveats. Well, you right. take it or you leave it.
2: Well, no, I, I think no, because we didn't
1: caveat the CMC and JT one either. Yeah, but like we we specified that though.
2: He's
0: looked great. I'm confident.
1: No for injury it. caveat for me. No right. injury caveat. If he gets injured, that's part of it.
2: Well, I just don't want you to gloat about it if he does get injured. So.
1: I mean, I'm going to gloat if I'm right either way. you know, Hey, we haven't gloated like about
0: go. the uh, CMC over,
1: uh,
0: oh, shit. Yeah, that's What's because Taylor? I made such a great <laughs> pick with Trevor
1: Lawrence. So, all right, anyways.
2: Um, all right. No, I love, I feel like those were all really solid takes. Didn't have any one to threes at least. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, cool. With that, we'll turn it over to our first off-season session of MFK. All
1: right. So for this special segment of MFK, uh, we specifically assigned ourselves free agents within a positional category. So Steven is going to have a, have three quarterbacks for us. MJ is going to have three running backs for us. And I have three wide receivers. Uh, so the three free agent wide receivers that I have chosen for you guys. Um, in addition to being free agents, they are all also 26 years old. Just going to throw that out there. So we have Juju Smith Schuster, who's currently on KC. uh Jacoby Myers, who's currently on new England and DJ shark, who is currently with the lions. Hmm. Yeah, i shoot. Can you give it to
0: me one more time? I'm just that it just sure. hit me of how like compared to the running backs, which I'm very blessed. I got running backs, but. So we got Juju.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kobe and DJ.
2: <sighs> oh, I mean, this is easy. No question. I'll let I'll let MJ uh, sit on it a little more. Um mm. Mary Juju. No question. Um hmm. Chiefs could get someone in the offseason, but. He's going to be the guy for the Chiefs, assuming that there's not someone. But either way, if he's the number two, I'll take it. Um, DJ Chark, all friends of Bencha Fitz. Um He's a talented guy. I don't know. Is he a free – oh, yeah, he is a free – this conversation is free agent. So <laughs> <laughs> um, He's got a lot of talent. Uh, I feel like he's been hit by injuries a few times. But um, if he ends up somewhere where there's – kind of a lackluster wide receiver one i think he'll do well jacoby myers i don't know what you guys see in him but uh he has not proven anything on the patriots so i'm gonna kill him
0: okay well interesting take i i dude i just i don't know if and i know juju had problems with injuries this season too but i he's my kill um i just feel like I actually really like DJ Chark and I feel like he, once he got healthy again in the season, he started, he had a chance to really start balling out again for the, for the lions. And there's, there's been a lot of hype for Jacoby. If I'm going to be fielding like, a I, I, with these wide receivers, like I, I think I want to marry DJ Chark just for, I feel like he has a little bit more breakaway speed and that big playability. Jacoby is a great root runner. Um, so I'd have to friends with Ben Benchefitz him. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. DJ Chark always amazes me. He always makes these crazy 60, 50 yard bomb plays. And then I feel like you need that. You need that, uh, variance. Listen, I disagree
1: with both you guys. (laughs) Let me marry, let me marry Jacoby Myers. I don't know what Steven is smoking over there dude's putting up numbers on a super crappy offense. Like if they didn't have Jacoby Myers, the Patriots wouldn't be able to do anything. Okay. Uh, and I, if he goes somewhere with a good quarterback and not a washed up Alabama quarterback, uh, I think Jacob Myers, Jacoby Myers could do great things for your fantasy team. Um, I'm going to friends with Bench fits TJ Shark, Uh, MJ made great points about the big play capability. Um, if he stays with the Lions, I, I'm definitely worried because it's definitely uh, uh ARS, ARSB's team and Jameson Williams probably gonna take that number two role. Um, but I, I'm killing Juju as well. Like he was a stud for like one year with the Steelers and then like kind of fell out of uh favor, went over to the Chiefs, kind of battled entry history. Like, I I don't know, man. Juju's just always giving me that weird, like avoid me vibe and uh he's gonna be my kill
2: juju is the only proven commodity so i'm gonna leave it at that you got Jacoby on your fantasy team of course i've got
1: Jacoby and dj on my fantasy team
2: oh well, <laughs> even more um i don't know if this is a coincidence but they're all 26 years old so i, I, I mentioned y'all. that oh, wow. thanks
1: thanks for listening steven
2: <laughs> um, huh? yeah MJ didn't hear it either obviously <laughs> <Not> <laughs>
1: I literally said it to both of you
0: guys. Oh, don't worry. I edited it out. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, great picks. Um, I, and I'm, actually, if you didn't know, Jacoby really is the highlight, I'd say, of the of this uh, wide receiver free agent class. Um, and I think he's definitely going to be getting the biggest bag out of all of them too. Um, I, got, I lucked out, got the running backs. So this was extremely easy for me. I mean, really, because there's just some really high-quality ones going on the market. Uh, it's going to be Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, and Josh Jacobs. All free agents. And that's, I mean, it's insane. Um, it's it's crazy. Um, Who would like to go first?
2: Say them one more time.
0: Uh, so Saquon, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs.
1: Yeah, I think I can take the one if Stephen's not ready. Um, I don't think Saquon's going anywhere. I think the Giants are going to re-sign him. So he's staying in the same system, uh, and he's clearly excelled there, marrying Saquon Barkley. Um, okay. Love my boy, Tony Pollard. Wish he was going to stay a Cowboy. I don't see it happening. But wherever he does go, I think uh, he's going to bring some great value to that team. Uh, I'm going to friends a bench it's Tony Pollard and um, Josh Jacobs, man. You guys know how I feel about Josh Jacobs and – and fantasy football, uh, I, I will kill Josh Jacobs. Mm.
2: Yeah, I got to definitely marry Saquon, most talented of the bunch. And like Scott said, staying in the same system, assuming health, he's going to be a rock star again. Um, I'm going to friends of bets fits. Josh Jacobs, obviously running back. Was it one or two this past year? Um the Raiders were a pretty shit team. So I think if he goes somewhere better, he's going to pop off. Um, Tony Pollard seems great, but he's not a number one running back. And I just don't see him being the, the bell cow like these other two guys can be.
0: Um, a lot of great picks, everybody. I mean, this is still hard for me, but I... I I have a feeling, like, especially with all the like what cap space restructure increase was it? Um, I think they can off they could easily give him a great contract for franchising Josh Jacobs. And oh, gosh, yeah. I'll ha- I'll have to kill Tony Pollard. I feel like I feel like both the other two guys just really have higher ceilings. Cause I just uh, yeah, we'll see you after everything folds up, but I feel like the other two are a little bit more talented. I'm going to have to friends with Benchfit's Saquon. Um I don't know why at the end, but they started giving him less targets in the passing game. I mean, I guess I guess they started getting happy with their wide receiver core. And I don't know, Daniel Jones started taking a lot of those rushes away from him. So I will have to friends with Benchfit's him and then marry Josh Jacobs. Cause I think he has a chance to continue popping off form wherever he goes with his receiving ability. I think this was a really great year for him showing out. So, what did do somebody
1: I was say? Does somebody have the ages of the three of them real quick? For 26 Barkley's
0: 26, Jacobs is turning 25 next year. Uh, let me see Tony Pollard real quick.
1: I feel like Tony Pollard's turning the youngest. Five. turning 25, or already 25,
2: currently 25.
1: Okay, so Jacobs is actually the youngest? Yeah, Jacobs is the youngest. Mm. That might sway me a little bit, but I'm keeping with what I said.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Hey, if Pollard goes to the Chiefs, I'll make that exception. We'll, we'll pivot, uh, pivot up maybe to the Mary. <laughs>
0: the done. That would be, done. That would be over Mary. crazy. Um,
2: yeah. I guess I will take... The QBs really got shafted with this position. Um, really not a lot of heavy hitters in the free agency market, but big names, just not heavy names. Um, three for you guys are Geno Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Baker Mayfield.
0: Oh, listen, this is easy. Mary Gino, especially after what he was able to do, another year in the system that he excelled in. Hundred percent, Mary. Um, I'll go ahead and kill Baker <laughs> <if> I, <laughs> easy, and I'm friends with Ben Benji Fitz Garoppolo. I feel like he'll be a starter somewhere at
1: least. Scott, yeah, I hundred percent agree with uh, MJ, uh, Mary, Gino, friends of Benji Fitz, Jimmy, and kill Baker. Um, yeah, surprised you didn't throw like Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson in there because they're free agents too.
2: Forgot about Derek Carr. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I think would be runaway Mary. So that's I didn't fair. Him in the bunch, especially if he goes to the Falcons, bring him, bring him to ATL. Car. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you guys. For a second, I wanted to go with porn star Jimmy, but <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, how can you not take Gino um, after what he did last year? So Mary Gino. Friends of, of it's Jimmy, and Kill Old Bake Show. Um,
0: Old bacon
1: soda.
2: I feel like it's been a while since we were consistent in our MFK pick. So. Yeah, we'll feels
1: good. That. Yeah, we nobody matched on the first two, but I think we were uh, three for three on that one.
2: And with that, let's move it over to Jukebox.
1: Juke.
2: Juke. Um... So first, we got the hottest song on the charts. Uh-huh. I hope you guys have heard it and it is Flowers by Miley Cyrus. It is a jam. So you better listen if you haven't listened yet. Um we got Valentine's Day coming up. Roses are red, violets are blue, flowers if you will. Um first and this can be uh um I'll give I'll give uh scott roses and mj violet so scott for roses are red what skill player from the afc red conference specifically from the chiefs red team are you buying in on for 2023 so what skill player from the chiefs you buying in on for 2023 outside of travis kelsey
1: oh well with that caveat Okay, because I mean, of
2: course, you were gonna take the dunk,
1: and so I mean, listen for Dynasty, he's getting up there, man. Let's not forget Gronk is thirty three, and he's well. I didn't say Dynasty; I I
2: didn't specify.
1: You didn't, but I mean, we're kind of off season, so we're we're thinking Dynasty a little bit, but uh, well, you took Travis Kelsey away from me, so uh, I already gave my opinions on Juju. Um, dang. Who knows where these running back free agents are going to go. So that could throw a wrench in it. Um, I like what I saw on Pacheco. Um, let me get Pacheco. Oh,
2: okay. Seems like a reasonable option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of power. I feel like he uh, could be. I know a lot of people are saying Jarek McKinnon's kind of been the X factor, but Pacheco could be the X factor, I think, in the Super Bowl. TBD. Um, MJ, violets are blue. Mm-hmm. What running back duo from the NFC Blue Conference, specifically the Cowboys or Lions, would you prefer going into next season? So, duo from the Cowboys, duo from the Lions, which duo are you taking? Caveat, it's okay if they leave their current team. So you basically get so I, so I
0: have go. to I have a choice of a foundation of either DeAndre Swift or or uh, who's
1: who's the starter? Williams? Williams? Uh, no, it'd or be Zeke and Pollard. It'd be Zeke. So, so Zeke and Pollard or Swift and Williams? But Williams is a free agent too. But that's he caveat. It it doesn't uh, matter where they go.
2: Uh
0: I would still take the Cowboys' backfield. I had put, I had Tony. I had Tony this really? year. And listen, man, Tony Pollard and Zeke Zeke actually had a six, seven game touchdown streak too. I think 6 or 7 game touchdown streak. So he he wasn't actually that bad uh, this whole season, pretty consistent. Um I had to face him a bunch of weeks, so um yeah, yeah I'd absolutely take that duo.
2: Um all right. Great points. Love the picks. Next song is Kill Bill by Ooh. SZA. It's a nice chill cool song. So laid back vibes. Take a listen um scott you'll get question one and mj you'll get question two question one scott it's a bit leading but do you think the patriots will finish last in the afc east and if so do you think it'll be the dolphins or jets of course along with the bills that likely dig the grave for them kill bill belichick
1: <laughs> i see what you did there um Mm. What can I not say that the bills are going to be great for them? Literally, do
2: you just you just grab the the hanging fruit? Is, is, that, is that what you love to do?
1: I mean, <laughs> so are you saying like which team is going to knock them to the bottom, or more they- more likely to? Obviously, I know I realize that there are can be
2: two and three, so there's going to be two teams that finish ahead of them. But what's going to who's going to be the better team out of those two?
1: Oh, out of the uh, Jets and Dolphins, yeah. Um I I got to stick with the Dolphins until we until we see more uh until we know for sure that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets which is you know the the rumor and we're on the street uh give me give me the Dolphins um uh, but I I think you're right on with the Patriots are staring fourth place in the AFC East in the face right now um depending on who and what the Jets end up getting in the offseason I think they're the only team that might not finish Ahead of them. All right, MJ.
2: So between the Dolphins and Jets, which team is more likely going to have multiple players that finish top ten at their position?
0: Ooh. Um, gosh, that is a great question. I will honestly, I feel like that's kind of easy, just because Tyreek and Waddle did that already this year. I honestly think they're one of the best, if not the best, duo. In the NFL, NFL currently, but on the flip side of that, I really think that Brees and Garrett, well, different positions, right?
2: Well, no, but but they can uh, at their oh. position, yeah,
0: yeah, true. They in each position, I feel like both of them could finish top top ten for sure. Brees, sure. I think top five. I feel like he was looking good. Who you taking? good point. <laughs> I will take, I will take the Jets. I am just continuing to ride the Jets.
2: You're just, you con- you convincing everyone to just go with the Dolphins. It
1: already <laughs> happened this year, and you go to the Jets. Hey, he I got it. He, he was, he was so right about the Eagles this year. I'm like, geez, I need to reevaluate how I feel about the Jets games hey, this uh, next season.
0: This is without, this is without any research into the upcoming year. This is just blind off the cuff, baby. Uh, being spicy. You, got,
2: you got one of the scripts for 2023, huh? One of the NFL scripts. Uh, hey, hey, to it. you here
0: it here first. Uh, <laughs> what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast got a leaked script for the 2023 season?
2: No, oh it's a great pick. I love it. All right. Another great round of jukebox.
0: Yeah, juke. awesome. Yeah, juke, baby. And um really awesome getting back again with you guys after our nearly month hiatus, like we said, uh initially after you know i was kind of bitching at scott and and dave and our commissioners just because i was like why can't we do anything with our leagues like why can't we do this trades or anything and you know it's not it really is nice to take a break and like i said even though mine was a four day break um it's nice to not think about anything you know fantasy related or listen to anything fantasy related just to yeah just relax and i Thankfully though, I, you know, and I'm going to hopefully continue to try to make this apparent Fantasy is year round, really there, there's plenty of information going around the NFL is still making deals. And that's what I think really is blowing our minds. Recently, Texans getting their head, new head coach, uh, Sean Payton and the Broncos. I mean, it, Frank Reich, uh, I mean, crazy it's, it's already, it, I mean, off season hasn't even started right for fantasy it has, but. Um, I just want to thank everybody who continues to listen to us. We're back, baby. Uh, we're going to try and do an episode possibly every other week. Um, but we're going to just feel it out. And then, um, we're going to be trying to really, I guess, spread the podcast around, do a little bit more marketing, get our name out there, see if we get more listeners. So if you're a new listener from us out reaching out, um, in some of the little bits of social media, then welcome. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and I just want to say thank you to Scott, Stephen for your times, uh, of course, and, and, and your wonderful input and your opinions. Um, Scott got anything.
1: Yeah. MJ, Stephen, thank you guys. Uh, it's been fun. Um, looking forward to our next episode, looking forward to keeping it going in the off season, uh, Tom Brady, if you're getting bored and you want to come on as a guest, we'll, we'll try and squeeze you in somewhere. Um. But no, seriously, uh, congratulations on uh, retirement. And uh, yeah, looking forward to what this offseason has and looking forward to our startup draft.
0: Steven?
2: It's good to be back. And yeah, looking for some, looking forward to some fun offseason shenanigans with you guys. And can't wait to hear more and more about the rookie draft for 2023 that I won't be involved in. <laughs> Um gonna be a fun, fun few months ahead <laughs> forward to it.
1: I mean, you don't, you can't say you won't be involved in it. You might be involved in a trade somehow. Hey, listen, you, you have know. the
0: choice to be involved. Is yeah, it, are you is willing to have take a it? it's a gamble? Are you willing to take it?
2: Hmm.
0: I'm gonna uh, that's that is my goal uh before we get to the draft season is to the rookie draft is to convince you it is worth it to spend something on a draft pick.
1: It's so, it's pretty crazy that we have polar opposites going into this draft as of right now i have nine picks and steven has zero
0: jeez louise (laughs) yeah great well you guys our listeners are going to be hearing every bit of this we're going to be trying to uh include a little bit of that commentary along with our talks and really expand what we can do here at uh, what's your fantasy uh football podcast so new things coming we're really excited and once again, thank you so much for tuning in where what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: Sweet, sweet fantasy baby.